0: want to say to any parent out there just keep on doing it even if you don't think it's working that child who you're trying to help fully appreciates it and um don't be afraid to put them into uh, the orchids uh uh, the situations it's they will not hold it against you because on the flip side once they come out of that orchid situation they will
1: They'll blossom. Hello, you are listening to episode 109 of Stuttering a School coming to you from Toronto, Canada. I am your host, Danny. And, well, spring still hasn't really sprung in, in uh, Toronto just yet, so I'm still waiting for that. Uh, last episode, I had spoken with a number of speech therapists who use various social media tools in their practice now this episode I will be speaking to other stutterers who help other stutterers uh, of course using social media tools now first I want to play a clip from my previous episode speech therapist Rudy Schneider said
0: if you go out there on Facebook or you go out there on Twitter you can find hundreds of people if not more who are interacting and talking openly about being people and living normal lives, being very, very successful, and also being very open about their stuttering. And um, I think that's really something that didn't exist just a few years ago and in the earlier phases of Facebook and Twitter. But I think the stuttering community has really become very active and taken to uh, talking and being active on Facebook and Twitter.
1: And I think he hit the nail right on the head with that. So on this episode, it's all about stutterers helping other stutterers. On this episode, I speak with three fellow st- stutterers, a filmmaker, a um, m- mentor, and a fellow podcaster. You know her? She's Pam... Arts. M-
2: m- Danny, ha- have you been stuttering more... Um re- re- recently since you've been unemployed cuz I've definitely noticed more <laughs> stuttering um you, you know just in our con-, con conversation what's up with
1: that Yes I've noticed that too um and I think it's uh simply because I'm cuz I'm not talking as uh, as much as I have been when I was employed um mm-hmm. you know I I always make that note for like a good six months now seven months that I should be reading out you know aside from going out more going into speaking situations kind of like what the Maguire program uh, graduates do that they just go out and you know say okay today I'm going to talk to a hundred people I do notice in job interviews my stuttering sky rockets especially when I'm trying to say the word illustration (laughs) like now (laughs) yeah
2: because really you have been stuttering more in our conversation this evening than i've heard you stutter um like in the last year or so so i definitely agree that it's probably linked to you know not, not 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 having a routine that you were because yeah. I noticed that myself during the summer when I don't have all the pre- pre- presentations and stuff for school, I definitely find it more challenging to just maintain some con- con- consistency. But I've noticed it right away. So you need to get out.
1: <laughs> I, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because I need to speak more, tell me about this award that you got.
2: Oh, Oh gosh, this was like um, my sister nom-, nom nom nominated me for this thing in here in the states. That's called the Jefferson Award. It's an award for ordinary pe- pe- people that are doing you know extraordinary things, making a difference in other pe- pe- people's lives. The community, neighbors, whatever, but are kind of like doing it like behind the scenes that pe- pe- people are not really aware of. So it was a community ser- service thing. I was narrowed down to um, eighteen fine, fine finalists for um, you know this Jefferson Award for pub, pub public service. And that all the finalists were asked to come to this awards ceremony on such and such a night. Of the 18 finalists, seven of us had been indeed cho- cho- chosen to receive Jefferson Award medal for community service. And then at the dinner, one of the medalists would be chosen to go on to, um, to participate in a national ceremony. Ramoni of recognition in Washington, DC. So it was like, there was a real honor because I was included with six other people who were doing things like raising money for cystic fibrosis in their volunteer time. Um, One guy, his son committed suicide. So he's been going around doing suicide, you know, um, educational talks to schools and groups, but also to parents. Um, Another person has been doing stuff with the homeless. And one person did stuff with veterans. So here I'm thinking, you know, like, wow, like they considered what I'm doing in the stuttering community as being something just as important, you know, and impacting lives. So, um, yeah, it was a huge, huge honor to, to be recognized for that and have it be public like that. So, yeah, I'm the a 2011 Jefferson Award Medalist for public service in the capital region area of New York
1: wow congratulations
2: yeah thank you
1: (laughs) and your podcast recently reached another milestone I believe you just um, posted your 50th episode
2: actually I've posted one since then so 51 I have Um, to check
1: my iTunes (laughs) yeah (laughs) well well, you know we're busy
2: (laughs) Um but yeah, fifty episodes were po- po- posted um before the beginning of April. And I started the podcast last May. So hey, to have, it's almost a year. Yeah, it's almost a year. Oh, are you and planning to, something? <laughs> um No I'm not planning anything. I just like I'm I'm just like, wow, like I can remember back to the conversation that we had where you suggested, why don't you just do your own podcast and never, ever, ever thinking that it would, um, you know, that I would have published 50 episodes already and that um, people would be talking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been a great experience because it's taken me places that I did not realize that it was going to include an international um piece there which has been a lot of fun and um I still think to my knowledge I'm the only one doing something specifically on w- 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 women who stutter you know in the pod- 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 podcasting world so um it's been pretty fun thanks for mentoring me <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're you're a- you're welcome i want to mention that i notice you get a lot of comments on mm. every blog article that you write every episode well, So the student has surpassed the teacher <laughs> 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 my site zero <laughs>
2: well why do you think th- th- think that is i mean
1: i think it's because number one for sure that you're that you're writing blog posts and you share yourself, Right. which um, is a very good way to draw people in. And, you know, you're mixing your blog posts with your podcast episodes.
2: It's interesting because I get more comments on the blog posts that I write. And for that very reason that you commented on that I'm sharing per- uh. per- per- personal stuff because um a lot of people comment to me oh my god that's the same same, same 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 things that i think and feel and i never see anybody have the guts to put it out there you ah. know or to say that or you know like like i feel that too you know and i remember one time somebody commenting to me that the reason they thought my blog was fair, 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 fairly successful and this was over a year ago is because I have the guts to talk about what most people are afraid to talk about. Right. And, um, you know, so, so, so like, that's why I'm just continuing to do, 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 do do this. Like, I just basically ponder, you know, if anything related to stuttering comes up, I ponder, like, how do I think about that or feel Mm. about that in relation to work or family or. A social relationship and that's where the writing comes from so I allow the blog to be more about my feelings and experiences and the podcast is just inviting other women to tell their story so it's kind of like you know it's like the podcast is not about me you know um so it's like a blend of both and for some reason it's working so Mm. um And I didn't think that it would for this long. (laughs) Considering
1: um, that you're not even a tech person, so there's the whole proof that social media works for everybody. Now, I noticed that you pronounce Skype as Skypee. Is that a British pronunciation?
3: I think that's probably a hidden pronunciation.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay, good,
3: good. <laughs> you probably got it correct, I think. It's probably Skype, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, actually. To be honest with you,
1: <laughs> that was Serial Stuttering is Cool. Guests hit vias, and he does one-on-one coaching to stutterers around the world.
3: I've been enjoying doing the coaching, helping people who stammer um, change their perceptions, increase their confidence. You know, all that, all that good stuff.
1: So in addition to his one-on-one coaching over Skype, Hitten had the idea of creating course material, homework if you will, to allow the people he helps to practice at their convenience, without the hassle of time zones.
3: There will be a particular, in, particular individual um, who will contact me you know, very, very simply via email, um, requesting help. And what I do is, in order to provide some focus both for the person and both for myself when I'm trying to prepare a session, um, I will ask the person if they could please kindly give me some more information about what particular aspect uh, is challenging or troubling them at the moment. So what I do is I actually focus on a particular situation. So you know, for instance, a common one. Um, is uh, you know a person is looking for a, a job, they have to go for a number of uh, interviews. They have to do um, group discussions. So that would be and that will be examples of situations. Typically, we would then actually meet on Skype. Um, you know, it, it, it follows a it follows a pretty much a coaching process where. Uh, you know, myself and the person, we will talk or find out more about the person, what the particular situation is all about. And then we will then go on to some techniques, if you like, where I will actually talk the person through particular exercises. And these are primarily taken from the area of neuro-linguistic programming or NLP together with the actual person we will formulate maybe about two three exercises which the person can do in their own time which will be based upon the session Um, and then that person if they if they have found it uh, beneficial then they will usually um, you know practice the exercises in their own time i will then follow up with that person um, throughout the week to find out how they are getting along and typically that one session will then turn into a few working with them finding out you know how they've been working with any any problem areas and typically I will uh, work with a person for about five sessions before i will then have before I will then make time for other people who need help so that's basic that's basically how the the um the one on one coaching works uh with the online um coaching site if you like what this is is that the model which I'm actually using is is actually based upon the coaching uh, which I would be having with a person uh, face to face what well, I keep saying face to face but one-on-one by Skype um, and what this will do is that the the, uh, and the program itself um, I'm planning to split it up into a number of courses if you like and these courses the way that i'm thinking about it at the moment in my mind is is that it will take a person through the basics right from the basics up to some pretty advanced um learning if you like and all the while what i will be teaching or what i'll be coaching on is teaching a person how to understand okay what is causing them to think negatively about themselves, about their stammering, about the environments which they are living in. So to understand what is creating anxiety, what is creating lack of confidence, and then to be able to then replace this with a more confident and more positive, empowering outlook. And this is when I'll be then doing my best to present, if you like, a number of techniques, a number of approaches which a person will be able to access through um, multimedia of content. So it's going to be a mixture of audio, video presentations, quizzes, to ensure that a person has been able to understand the content and then exercises where a person will then be able to have the opportunity to practice what they have learnt on themselves and out into out inside the real world. Wow.
1: My ears perked up when Hiten mentioned NLP. NLP seems to have a bad reputation. In fact I've seen it used in those instant miracle stuttering cures uh, that I run into from time to time all over the well, so i asked Hitten to share his his knowledge about this now i know i'm going a little off topic by doing this but i feel this is important
3: you know from my from my own um uh knowledge i guess of the of the area of nlp um i think w- what it is is that although it's a set of 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 tools okay which can help people. Okay, that's not to say that it can help every single person. Um, you know, one particular approach might work for one person, it might not have any effect on another person. But regarding the whole um, idea about NLP and its reputation, I think that, it, the, the, you know, it, it has had, okay, a um, controversial, reputation in certain contexts, and even I guess myself as well when I'm actually looking at um, NLP opportunities to take my my own um, uh, training skills further um, and when I see a lot of these sites like over here in the the UK there are a number of organisations who are offering NLP training, we'll do this for you, we'll do that for you, you'll become this, you'll become that and a lot of it, it is hype and what's happened is that I think that people are seeing NLP as a very very big um, opportunity I guess to make a lot of money off people because a lot of these courses they are offering are very very expensive yeah. um, and I think that what I would say if anybody who is thinking about taking a course like that if you are or whatever um, I would you know encourage you to research into it very very well beforehand and not just just go for any old course because what the person is telling you, you know, on their, on their site or wherever, it, it, it just sounds so amazing. But having said that, I think, you know, that, 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 that is an issue. Um, But, you know, it's just like with anything, you have to be um, vigilant, I guess, that, you know, there, there will be some people who will see that as an, as an, as an opportunity to rip a, a person off make as much money as they can from them but on the other hand you'll have other people who will be genuinely um there to actually help a person overcome the difficulties using the um, the techniques um from the nlp nlp toolbox
1: so i guess it's a safe assumption that if the website is a site where it has a lot of text a lot of big bold text Mm. with a lot of stock photos Mm. And it scrolls forever and ever and ever, and it has mm. a lot of exclamation marks, and mm. the font sizes are pretty large, mm. and the colors are kind of very harsh for the eyes, like a very bold blue, bold red, and, you know, there's a PS saying, oh, act now, act now, act now, Yeah, that's yeah. an alarm <laughs> bell, a warning signal. Yeah, sound.
3: that's a that's <laughs> a very, very big, you know, obvious, obvious uh, alarm bell and you know if you if you you see the word cure and i think you know from from the stammering community i think a lot of people are educated in this now there's been a lot of good work done by the british stammering association in actually um uh what's the word i'm looking for exposing okay people not possibly using nlp but trying to come up with all of these cure Mm -hmm. um (laughs) things Um, So I think that, yeah, if you see a site, which is the way that you just explained uh, Danny, and if if somewhere inside there you see the word cure, then that should be setting off big, big alarm bells.
1: The King's Speech has recently been made available for home video in various parts of the world. After all the attention to stuttering which the movie has brought uh, to light, including winning the Oscar, fantastic work, you'd you'd think that this would open doors for more movies depicting stutterers in a positive light. Actually, that may not be the case. Pad... Paddy O'Sullivan is a, is a film producer who recently made a short film called Speechless, which is loosely based on his stuttering.
0: Speechless is a uh, the coming of age kind of story, um, which we kind of created as a feature film, first of all. Uh, it's based loosely on kind of my life um, and my experience with the speech impediment. Um, which um, one of the biggest things I had a fear of as a kid was using the phone. Um, but my father, uh, in all his wisdom, used to force me to uh, ring my mother at work. And uh, to ring my mother at work, you'd have to you'd have to get through. She, two uh, uh, the stop points. Kind of, you ring at the reception, and then from uh, the reception, you'd be able to get. Um, to another point where you then ask for the person you want. Now asking somebody who has a speech impediment to do that is a big ask, I always thought. Um, <laughs> it is. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And each time that um, I did it, um, there would I would always stumble on something. Um, and when I uh, when I was really bad, and and when I am bad in terms of of my stuttering, because like any stutter, it never goes away. Um, I had a speech sparker which was quite nasal, so um, um, my sound used to pretty much come through my nose and uh, it used to sound quite really, really horrific Um, and I really pity anybody that was on the opposite end of the phone and having to listen to this, Um, but I did it and um, 9, 10 out of 10 they were really good. But uh, when I was really bad, I used to just blame certain things like it could be that uh, there's a crackle in the line or I had to go or I was sneezing or um, I would just just hang up the phone just like and then ring back and pretend that I never rang before. So I just thought this was really, really funny kind of looking back at it now and and especially having lived and come to terms and gone through uh, therapies um, of how to how to deal with my breathing and uh, pretty much how how to deal with having having a stammer, um, and I thought looking kind of at my own profession, and I found that there was a massive hole within um, we'd say the, um, uh, the film market of um, of somebody who has a speech impediment. Um, And a film that explained to the public kind of what it is and what they need, what they go through. Now, you've got to remember, um, when I was making my film, it was before the time of King's Speech. King's (laughs) had had never been thought of. Um, uh, We actually shot at the same time as King's Speech. Um, So we had no idea, and they had no idea that we were around, and probably still don't. Um, So when we finished, um, the very last day that we finished in terms of the grade, um, and the science everything was signed off. Um, a friend of mine sent me a poster of King's speech and, uh, we did a bit of research and, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of, oh, nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, what, what, what speeches is about is very, very different to what King's speech is about. Um, what um our idea is it's uh, the coming of age it's somebody who has um a dream to become a a comedian but uh the biggest obstacle in his way is his is his speech and also his shyness um so what the film would, would entail is that um um the main character who's eddie um finds himself in these ridiculous uh the situations with his best friend uh who's called andy um and Andy is kind of like the complete actually opposite to eddie he's um you know he's got uh the verbal diarrhoea um um and he'll just chat and chat and chat and chat and chat, but what he hasn't got that Eddie has is a massive uh, uh the talent for comedy. So um, to succeed in one of uh, the local competitions, Andy, who's the name of Eddie's friend, enters them into a local uh, the stand-up competition. Um, and Andy uses Eddie's material. Um, and as a result, they actually get into uh, the next round. So um, as the film goes on, it builds up and their uh, the friendship becomes strained as um, obviously one gets all the fame, while poor l Eddie sits in the background and is all of uh, the talent. Um, now this uh, to give it another sideline track, to to be able to make this film and again as I say we didn't have King's Speech kind of out there within the market and with speech impediments um, being something that maybe it was unknown within uh, th- uh, the general audience, we decided to create a short film, just to be able to show people that we could deal with a a topic that's very sensitive, um, and at the same time be able to to show that you know, what I mean you know, what I mean what does a speech impediment mean? Um, to have one and to overcome it, and so we created uh, the Speechless short. And within Speechless short, we just wanted to show the life of Eddie, where he lives, and how he kind of actually detaches himself from from um uh the real life um but at the same time has uh the dream to become uh the stand up comedian. So um we did that uh, uh we created the uh the ten minute piece um myself and my writers Rick and actually uh, Christiana um again using my life experiences of uh the phone as the main basis um and we put eddie into the situation of that he lives within a B &B with his aunt who's aunt rose and aunt rose is a little bit quirky um she she doesn't um she's i suppose she'd be like the classical parent of somebody with a speech impediment of where they're not afraid to push the child but at the same time they'll never put the child into any situation of where um uh, they can't get them out of does that make sense
1: yeah, yeah, it's making me uh um experience all these flashbacks. It's <laughs> amazing how much the description of your film uh resonates with me so much. I could see myself um as you were describing Aunt Rose, how yeah, there were times where, you know, you know, I regretted being pushed into a speaking situation, yeah. yet when I wasn't pushed because of my stuttering I felt so badly so even the whole idea of you know the friend um, sorry uh, Eddie creating the material for his friend getting all the uh, spotlight it's so resonating with me that I can't wait to see this film
0: (laughs) yeah likewise can't wait to make it but unfortunately (laughs) you're going to have to put it on on, uh, the shelf for a little while so what we're going to do is um, that's what we're doing at the minute with Speechless is uh, it is going to worldwide festivals Um oh, unfortunately good. because of the year in which it's going up against King's Speech uh, the festivals won't take it um, because it's not considered to be a uh, unique topic and that's a main reason we've oh, been talking come on, on uh, <laughs> We're we're still being really persistent and um, we have got a a few positive little bits, Um, so uh, the more publicity we can give to it, um, the more then uh, the film festivals and that will kind of go well okay, it's now got a following and if you've got a following behind um, a film that that means a lot more because then uh, the business mind comes to play for the film festival. And they go right. There's an audience. These people will come and see it, um, and and so they'll put us on the bill. So uh, if any uh, anyone there uh, or anyone who's listened to to your blog would kind of um, to like to follow our, uh, us or give us any support, uh, we're on Facebook with a Speechless Short fan page. Uh, we're also on Twitter uh, with Speechless Short. Um, and if you could join us uh, it would be great cuz uh, and or or just even uh the re, uh, the tweet of the trailer or an, any kind of support like that would kind of really help us um help us along um and uh yeah if you need any information give me a shout my name is Paddy O'Sullivan and uh um I'll be more than happy to kind of have a chat
1: what are you hoping to accomplish with this film is is it, it to tell your story to other stutterers or talk about stuttering
0: um it was for me when i was making the short film even when i was just come up with the idea it was great therapy um and you know what i mean i've lived with this stammer ever since i was 8 and i thought i'd lived it and learned to live with it a long time ago um but it, it wasn't until i went through the process and was talking to people that had no experience with stammerers, had never, look, like, had no friends, no family, had never been in a, a room, we'd say, with somebody, or even in a conversation with somebody that admitted and went hands up, you know what, lads, I've got a speech impediment, you got to bear with me at certain points. It wasn't until I was in that situation that I really properly learned myself, do you know what I mean, that anything is achievable so long as you put your mind to it. Even if this is and it it is a huge obstacle and I don't want anyone thinking that it's not, that it's that it's here to be taken lightly. Because it's massive, do you know what I mean? It's massive point for anybody who who has this to learn to live with it. And um for me I just embraced it. Um and was really lucky that it allowed me to create this concept, this brilliant story which I think is brilliant Um, and why I just want to tell it to people to say you know what yeah it's tough yeah you you have to go through the hard times but you have to go through the hard times to be able to get to the good Um, and that's always kind of we want to capture that within uh, the short film and that's why we call it like um, first a phone and then the microphone as the tagline and then for the film our tagline is it's always the quiet ones you, you have to look out for um and that's the biggest message that we wanted that I want to portray to people is to people who suffer from stuttering or suffer from some form of speech impediment or any disability in any way i I've also got diagnosed with actually dyslexia um when i was when I was she 14 so it was an added extra bit um and for me again that's a whole other element but again you went through the bad to be able to get to the good and that's what i want the film to do to be able to tell anybody out there just keep going put yourselves in those hard uh the situations because it pays off
1: do you yourself have aspirations of being a stand-up comic?
0: No, my aspiration years ago was to become an, an actor. But that was way before I understood the roles of what uh, the producer was. Um, and so um, that's one element of which kind of helped me create the whole storyline. Because as an actor, you've got to rely heavily on, on your voice. Um and uh the fluidity of your voice um and um I did it I put myself in those situations i did i did plays, I did a few short films, and I loved it I really loved it i was um i don't think I was particularly bad at it either um but I fell in love more with like, behind the camera than in front of the camera um and when a person with a speech impediment it's i think it's harder to be actually behind the camera than it is in front of the camera mm-hmm. because behind the camera it's all about uh, the communication because when you're in charge and if you don't have uh, the good uh, the communication skills you're buggered um, and for me uh, obviously with uh, dyslexia mm-hmm. and with um actually stammering um there are two massive obstacles which i've learned or learning in the process and ever, ever ongoing piece um, to kind of um, overcome it um, and deal with it in a situation of where I can get a team to work, actually together in unison as one on the, the same goal.
1: Has your stammering ever gone in the way of your work?
0: oh yeah totally uh, <laughs> many, many, many a time, uh especially still on the phone um again like I worked in advertising before um I went into film um and my stammering really comes into play when I get very nervous, very anxious um or very tired um and when I was in advertising uh i i had um better word this pretty, pretty pretty well. Um, let's just say some of the people I worked with weren't all that nice to me um, or didn't speak to me in a manner we'd say was uh, that was um, actually polite um, and as a result uh, I began to get more anxious um and I found it really hard to, to um actually talk to that person, and so my uh stammering really came into play um how i over- how i overcame that is is that I actually approached that person, explained to him why why I am stammering um and um told them you know what I mean the way that you're talking to me is just not right. Um, and as a result of that, kind of actually went away, and uh, that person um, uh, who was great, great, great in terms of uh, the employee, employer, sorry, um, and actually actually began to talk me a lot, but uh, they began to understand the reasons for my stammer, and kind of looked beyond that then and saw what I was capable of. And as a result, it was able to bring me on further. So although it at the beginning, um, held me back, I think at the end, it kind of because I was able to talk about it and communicate where the problems lie and how it manifests itself was able to work it to my own advantage.
1: The Speechless Trailer is available for viewing online. I'll have a link to it on stutteringaschool.com. Just look for episode 109. Check check it out and let the world know about the short film. Let's help our fellow stutterer by uh, creating some buzz of our own about the movie. Log about it, tweet it, share the trailer on Facebook. Let's get this movie made. So there you have it. Social media tools are available. For everyone and the tremendous amount of good that it does for fellow stutterers and to ourselves as Hitton explains.
3: Oh it's been great Danny it's been so rewarding it's just been unbelievable I think what it is is probably one of the best things that I've done so far I think you know the opportunity to have been help, been able to help the people who I have so far and just to see just to hear them you know, change, their, change the way they talk about themselves, change their view on um, a particular situation. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, yeah, I could probably, you know, talk about that for, for ages, but it's very, very rewarding. Just having the opportunity to help people who, you know, being, being a person who stammers, uh, a lot of those situations that those people talk about, you know, been there, seen it before as well. Um, and just being able to help a person get over that—it's been great. It really has. I love it.
1: So get out there and create a blog if you don't have one. Create a podcast if you don't have one. Do something on on the line. Let's get the word out about st- about uttering about speeches about everything about our feelings about. St- stuttering and if you need help help in in uh, starting a blog or a podcast or anything else up please do not hesitate to ask me i am i am more than happy to help to help you just to set just send me an email at coolstutter at com. and if you already blog or podcast or use any other social media tools to get your stuttering stories out there or if you're helping others the Please get in contact with me and let me uh, know. In fact, what's better is you could record an, uh record yourself. Record it as an MP3 or you know really any other sound file. That's fine. And uh, you know describe and in about two minutes describe everything you know, if you can. <laughs> if not, don't worry about going over and describe uh, about your about what what you do and i'll play it on my next ep- episode and email me that sound file to coolstutter at gmail.com. thank you for listening and and i'm going to do something about this this roller coaster ride of uh, of my stuttering vol <laughs> ciao